On the outside looking in. Oh, yes. That's what the name of this podcast should be, this episode of the Taz Show. And I'm Taz. What's up? I am the human suplex machine, the one and only. And I was on Monday night, Dorn Raw, the Raw reunion from lovely Tampa, Florida. I was on the outside looking in. Like a complete jobber, yes No invite for Taz, it's okay Why didn't you invite me? Oh, Vince Why? Oh, the game Triple H, why didn't you invite me? Hey, man, oh, it's supposed to be buddies Come on I wasn't invited, it's okay I'm alright No, no invite for me, but it's okay, no problem I'm not really looked at as a raw guy, let's be honest I mean, that's what I'm telling myself anyway So, I mean, I for most of my time there uh, in WWE as a broadcaster, as you guys know, I was on SmackDown, Michael Cole and I. So, color commentary city right there. So, um, you know, but I mean, I have wrestled on Raw a few times in my life. I've done some color commentary on Raw a few times in my life. Um, yeah. Uh, hello. Yes. So, anyway, um, am I bitter? No. No, I'm not bitter at all. No, it's fine. It's meant to be this way. Oh, it's totally fine. It's just totally meant to be this way. So anyway, no, it's okay. I kid, I kid. Then that's why I, you know, I don't want to be too critical of anything in the show because I have to be careful. Because now it looks like sour grapes Jones. That's what I got to be careful of. You know, I got to be careful. But honestly. Uh, and by the way, uh, thanks for downloading this episode on Apple Podcasts or Radio.com. Maybe you're doing that on the Radio.com website or the app. Thank you for that. Maybe you're downloading this episode of the Taz Show on the uh, Spotify or maybe on Stitcher. It could be on Stitcher. You know what I mean? That That could be. You know, could be. You know, whatever it is, it's much appreciated. Wherever you get your podcast, you're pulling the tash in. So thank you for that. You know, I seriously, and I mean that. And you know what? Like, don't don't be afraid to, you know, give a little review. Don't be afraid to give a little review on the uh the gimmick there, Apple Podcasts, and subscribe to the show. That's more important than anything. Make sure you subscribe to the show. I don't ask you for nothing. I give you a lot of free content. Before you know it, I'm on the cusp, as I say, on seven hundred episodes. I don't even know what this one is. This is probably 688, 689, something like that, this particular episode. I have my people checking right now. Uh, they're looking into it uh, real quick. And then I'm going to talk about the Raw um, the raw reunion shows. I have some thoughts and opinions and viewpoints on that. So 689. So this is episode 689. So here we are, just about 10 episodes away from 700 episodes of the Taz Show. And I have never charged a dime, not one dime for this content, not a dime, not a nickel, not a dollar, nothing, 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 nothing. So I'm doing this, I don't know, five years, Uh, you know, so fuck, I mean, making it through the rain, battling Jones, this is what I do, 
Uh, maybe once in a while I might nicely ask you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash T-A-Z and maybe buy a T-shirt or buy a hat. Yeah, I mean, I kindly X when I do that. Um, you know, I, I, but, you know, I mean, I, I, I do all of this content for free. I throw it up to your face on a regular basis. I give you the free lunch. Sometimes it's free breakfast. Sometimes it's free late night dinner. Um, and I do it all for free. So the least you could do is subscribe to the show. Spread the word of the show When I talk about some of my great advertisers And sponsors, support them You know, buy something Go to Dynatrap, buy something you know I mean, there's stuff like that That's called that's called taking care of business You don't want to be a one-sided, you know, glutant That's probably the wrong word Gluten's gluten-free Glu- glu- Glutton God dang it Glutton, that's might be the word Or as my grandmother from Sicily would say God rest her soul. She would say, be a mutevam. That's a little Italian for you. So that just means like, you know, don't don't be a mutevam. Okay. So do it the right way. You know, subscribe to the show, buy a t-shirt, buy a hat. And I will pander for the next, I don't know, 30 to 40 minutes here, maybe 60. I joke. So uh anyway, so oh, oh, also other thing I want to say before I talk about the Raw Reunion show. So a friend of mine. Mikey B, you guys know Mikey B. He uh Mikey B dropped his new podcast. Not a wrestling podcast for anybody who's an NBA fan. Mikey B is the producer of Taz and the Moose. So he produces Moose and I's show that we do on CBS Sports Radio every morning, our sports show. And Mikey B's been in the radio business a lot of years as a producer, probably shit, I don't know, seven, eight years, full time every day, you know. Um, and he's super knowledgeable in the NBA. And so he's got this new gimmick called Basketball Drives. So go check it out on Apple Podcasts. He's not on Radio.com yet, but he's on Apple Podcasts. So get it there. It's free. Subscribe to his deal. Uh, He's a funny guy, snarky guy. The interesting little gimmick with this, Mike's a weird guy, but he's fucking funny. He's Dry Jones, right? Dry Jones. He has this really cool idea that I pray nobody steals from him, where he's also – he. Like Uber Jones, he drives to uh, deliver his food for the Uber Eats gimmick, right? So while he's doing that, he's podcasting. So he gives you stories of that while he's talking about the NBA. It's very unique. So, and you get the topic, the name, I should say, the title, Basketball Drives, right? Makes sense. So uh, give that a check. Check it out. I think he's only up to, I guess, episode three. He put two or three in a can. And um, I think this, the episode three is called The Sniff Test. And, uh, yeah. I don't, I haven't listened to that one. You never know what Mike. He's an oddball, but uh, but anyway, he's funny. And again, like I said, he's a big time basketball guy. So a lot of you guys are basketball fans, NBA fans, and Michael will, will spitball some some uh, some NBA. So I just wanted to plug that for Mike. I get nothing for that. I just trying to help brother out. You know what I mean? He's a good guy and he works real hard. So anyway, Raw reunion. Okay, Tampa, Florida. Uh, I love Tampa, uh, one of my more favorite cities in the great state of Florida. And I love Florida in general, but I've worked in Tampa a lot. Uh, so this show, I have to tell you, from a nostalgic standpoint, I thought it was excellent. Uh, I really did, this this Raw show. If you haven't watched wrestling in a while, uh, watch this show. You will enjoy it very much. They had a litany of you know people like from my generation when I was in my prime. You know, when I worked for WWE, a lot of these folks were there. Um, so, and all the way from, you know, whoever, I don't know, Santino 
to Kurt Angle to Steve Austin to, you know, Ric Flair. I mean, everybody in between. So we'll get into some of this here. But it was, uh, you know, I, I, I like the show. Um, I like the open a lot. Uh, John Cena opening the show I thought was cool And then the Usos getting involved And then the Usos dad, Rikishi Who I love Kish, I love Kish He's just a super guy um, Basically in, in managing, he was in the corner of, of his sons So when they worked with the Revival And Devon Dudley was in the corner of the Revival So I thought all that was cool Because then you got a piece, a chance to see Devon And um, you got a chance, chance to see Kishi Like I said uh, you know, it's a little, a little tough for me because last week I could have sworn he talked a little bit about what Bobby Roode was talking about, his connection with, with the revival, and I thought maybe we'd see something with Roode, and we didn't see Bobby. I, I, if, we, if he was there, I missed him. I watched this show pretty close. I don't want to say I was locked in every single second, but about 99, no, 98.3% of it I saw. How's that? So anyways... I, I like that first seg. I thought it was really good. Uh, I thought it was really good, and and right come right out of the box with a megastar like John Cena. He went a little hardcore on the rap. He talked about the Usos, you know, getting arrested with the. Um, I think I think it was something a DWI or DUI. I can't recall, so I'm I'm not following people's legal stuff. But and John Cena kind of shot at him with that because the Usos said they wanted the doctor, the doctor Dugonomic. So instead of the big Hollywood star, that type of thing. So it was pretty good. Um, you know, so that got people's attention right away, and and then getting the people's attention going into commercial was very smart showing Hulk Hogan that he was there backstage with uh, Jimmy Hart. So, um, so teasing that, hey, look who we have here. You know what I mean? So, I thought all that was cool. Um, yeah, and I'll get into some of the other stuff as we barrel through here. Um, so many overviews, like, like some of uh, feelings for me it was like I'm all about the current talent. The current stars, I do think that the key is to get over the the current talent. I know uh, some folks uh, was talk were talking to me earlier today and saying that a lot of people that they were reading different stuff online and stuff like that. A lot of folks were saying, "Ah, shit, man, you know this was a cool show, but it, it, it for the for the people of yesteryear, you know, it did not get over." SummerSlam, which is, you know, uh, uh, the, the middle of August It didn't get over a lot of the talent on the show The, the current wrestlers And most of these people you're not even going to see on Raw next week Meaning meaning the, the veterans or the, the legends Whatever you want to call them from, from my era and Which is true You're not going to see the, the bulk of them There's no doubt about that um, I will say this though I'm going to be uh, an optimist here, okay I do think that you're going to get a lot of that negative narrative, but I'm going to give you two big positive narrative, two big positive viewpoints. Okay. The one big, huge, I'll go with the big one first, which I didn't even cover yet here in this episode as I, as I wrap to you guys is the rating. Okay. Raw hit its, its biggest, highest rating of 2019 with last night's, uh, you know, Raw reunion. So it was a gigantic number. Um, they they average now. It's big. I mean, they they average three point five mil, and the first hour I believe they had three point seven mil. Then they went to three five mil, and then they they petered out at three five, uh, three five oh three oh 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 oh. So yeah, so yeah, so let's just say three five the last two hours. So okay, point is that's a big ass number, right? That's a pretty big number right there. So where the previous week. 
they their first hour okay was a three a three five, and then the next two hours were three twos. I'm giving you round numbers here. So their numbers were up. Their numbers were up big time. You know, really. So you know, this 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 was you know pretty impressive. Wait, I want to make sure I give you the right numbers here. I might have. Oh, what a jeez, what a jabron. Okay, everything I just said there, scratch, scratch. I gave you the wrong month. What a dumbass. Listen, that just goes to show you people, even perfect people have imperfect moments, and I just had one. Now, circle back Jones. Let's pretend none of that happened. The raw rating was huge. It was the highest levels of 2019 for for last night's raw reunion. So what they did was they... (laughs) <laughs> it's too funny They had a 3-0 That's what they had, they averaged First hour, they did a 3-1 uh, I'm, I'm giving you round numbers uh, High 3-1, then they did a 3-0 Then they did a 3-0 The previous week, July 15th, the week of July 15th It was a 2-4 average So that's a big jump They've been hovering in 2-4s, 2-3s, 2-1s For the past couple of months so for them to bang up and get a three, the number I initially gave you guys, okay, was from what a fucking idiot. God, I apologize. Was from January 4th, 2016. 2016, you goofy fucking marked as. You are a mark. God Dang it, I'm so mad at myself. I'm embarrassed. Brian, do not edit this. I want this to air. I want my poofa to air. Dang it. Fucking pisses my ass off. Regardless, the number was very high. So uh, even though I gave you an initial number from a f- few years ago. What a fucking jerk. So, okay. So average a 3-0, okay? Um, that's big, man. That's big right there, okay? That's big, big, big. And that's huge. So that's the first thing to me that's just a massive thing for WWE. They got this big number. Now, I don't think it's a shock here. I don't think anyone's shocked that they got a big number because you're bringing in a ton of massive names of yesteryear along with your current stars. So you people know, and they promoted the fuck out of it, people know it's going to be a loaded, and it was loaded, a loaded show. I mean, in and out of every segment, this thing was jammed with superstars from old to, to, to now. You know what I mean? So it was really just, uh, just you know, it was a jam-packed show. I do not envy whoever was writing this show, the, the, the people in the pit, along with Paul Heyman, uh, because it looks like this thing was a monster to write. I'm not kidding. A lot of shit in the show. When I say shit, I mean in a good way, right? Um, so that's the first thing. The big number, the big rating is huge. Okay, here's the other optimistic viewpoint on on the Raw reunion show. For those that say, oh, I didn't get over the current talent and all that stuff. I get that. I get it, and I quasi-agree with that. I agree they could have done a better job getting over, getting the older folks to get over the new folks, kind of like Mick Foley did, you know, uh, with Bray Wyatt, you know, Mandible Claw Jones and all that stuff. That was great, okay? That was great stuff they did there. That really helped Bray a lot. And I hope that the Mandible Claw now is the new finish for Bray Wyatt. It should be, as long as McFoley's cool with it. I mean, I think that should be, and Vince is cool with it, and blah, blah, blah. 
Here's the other thing that okay, so the big number is the big thing is really good news for WWE and for WWE fans. Okay, you know, I know a lot of people want to hate on them, and that's fine. At times, I've hated on them. The other good news is, I know it seems like you didn't get a bunch of moments like Mick Foley and Bray Wyatt, where Bray got over and Mick was the sacrificial lamb, because Mick is the star of yesteryear. Okay. But what you did was you brought more eyes, fresh eyes, new eyes, maybe old eyes that are now new eyes that haven't watched the WWE product in quite some time. You brought them back to the restaurant for them to look at the whole menu. Yeah, they see their favorite dishes are on the menu, like like uh, Hulk Hogan, like Ric Flair, you know, like DX, like Steve Austin. You know, they see those favorite menus, those favorite items are on the fucking menu. But now they get a sample size of some of the newer entrees on the menu. And you're hoping you get some of those people to come back to the restaurant next week. Because you gave them a lot of the blast of the past, some of the flavorful, legendary entrees on the menu. Like some of the legends I named, you know. And now you're hoping you get them back. Some of the audience back. Maybe not all of them. You're not going to get all of them back. But you get some of them back for, you know, the, the, to, to come back for, to the restaurant next week. And I do think that's, that's, that's the big thing. And that can happen because you had such a big number. You averaged a 2-4, 2-4-5 last week. Okay, that was your average. 2-4-5-3 last week. 2.4. Okay, so let's say two, almost, almost yeah, so half. So 2.4 mil, right? So, and now you're averaging, you averaged almost 3-1 mil, 3.1 mil. Okay, that's a big difference. So you're hoping you get maybe half those folks to stick around and it pops your rating more to stick around and sample size some of these new people. So maybe you flipped on yesterday and you're like, oh, shit, man, I love I know shit. Dang it, man. John Cena's on the show. I know he's going to be on the show. I got to watch. Oh, sweet. John Cena's on. Oh, wow. Who is Uso guy? Oh, there's Rikishi. I remember him. Wait, those two twins. Those kids are Rikishi's sons? Oh, that's badass. They're pretty cool. I got to watch these guys next week. Oh, that's cool. Oh, all right. All right. That's badass. That's cool. And then you're like, oh, okay. Um, Oh, there's, there's, uh, oh, there's, I love Mick Foley. I got to watch. I want to see Mick Foley. I'm a big fan of Mick Foley. I'm going to make sure I watch the Royal Reunion show. And then you stumble upon, you know, someone like a Sami Zayn or someone like, uh, um, you know, Viking Raiders. You've never seen him. Maybe you say, wow, this Drew McIntyre guy, I don't know who he is, but holy shit, this guy's big, bad, mean. He's like a throwback guy of old WWF style, big giant guy with a bad disposition, and he's athletic. Oh, I, I, I want to see this guy next week. You're getting people in the restaurant that normally don't come to the restaurant. I understand in a perfect world, we'd want to see Rey Mysterio and Sami Zayn have a match where maybe maybe Sami wins the match, not Rey. Okay, maybe that happens. Instead, they had Sami making fun of the legends, and then, you know, they had a big surprise, which I was, this is the only one that surprised me was Van Damme. I thought that was cool that Rob was there. I was surprised at that. Rob came out, then Sergeant Slaughter came out, then the Hurricane came out, and sandwiched Sami Zayn. He had to get back in the ring, and then he had to deal with Rey Mysterio. I, and and I get that, but I'm just saying, like, it, it, at least you're getting, I feel, again, being optimistic, you're getting people to come back to the restaurant. Maybe not all of them, but some of them. Yeah, I mean, 
you could say, well, we should have done a bunch of things like we did with Bray Wyatt, where Mick was the sacrificial lamb. You know, maybe we should have done that with, or maybe it would have been cool if WWE did that. You know, what what uh, what uh, DX and NWO when they came out, that maybe the club, which is a new name now, they're not the club anymore. So they're the OC. So maybe the club, you know. Maybe they get the better of them. They were outnumbered. That's why they had to get out of the ring. Maybe we do something different where maybe one of whichever one is healthy enough of DX and NWO to have the heels get some heat on them and then kind of run away, I think would have been better instead of just walking away for the OC, you know, for for AJ Styles and Luke Gallows and um, Carl Anderson, you know, for them to do something uh, physical to one of those guys. You know, I know it was a match with Seth Rollins. And he beat United States champ AJ Styles via DQ. I got it. But the the click or NWO, whatever you want to call him, DX, I say NWO because he had the NWO shirts on Nash and I think Hall did too. Um, they helped Rollins and they gave the rub there to Rollins and 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 they put Rollins as a star. I mean, he's, he, I don't know if he needs the rub, but, you know, and they had him say the gimmick. They had him say, if you're not down with that, we got two words for you, suck it, which I thought that was cool too. I thought that was a cool moment. People like that. You know, that was cool, but I would have liked to see the OC get some heat on one of either DX or the click. I would think that um, physically probably either Triple H would be the guy. He, he's he's more in ring shape, I would think, than all of them. I, I guess Sean is a little bit too. Um, I don't I don't know about Road Dog. I'm not sure. I would assume Nash. I know he's got some bad knees and 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 Hall. His body's banged up too. So you know it's. So I'm just saying I thought it would have been good if if the OC would have got a little heat on one of those guys and then the other veterans, the other guys, DX and the Click, they all come and now OC's outnumbered and then you know something like that. I'm not going to sit here and fantasy book the fucking thing, but I think you get my point. You know, I mean, I I think some of that would have been cool. You know, but I I got to tell you, I think as a whole. What they did was cool because, and I'm going to keep using that analogy, they brought people to the restaurant to get some of those legendary, awesome entrees that everybody in the neighborhood's always talking about. So they want to try that entree. They want to go. They want to go eat that entree again. And you're getting those entrees in the Hulk Hogan's and and, and the Austins and stuff like that, and the Shawn Michaels of the world or whatever. You know, uh, you know, Van Dam shows up, and and you know, Hurricane and Booker T shows up doing commentary. You know, so you're getting some of that stuff. But now you're getting a sample size of some of the current dishes on the menu. And I do think that's how you get people back in the restaurant if you're not going to do a straight deal where all the older guys or, you know, older talent is there to put over the younger talent. So, you know, uh, that's my take on that. I'm going to um, I'm gonna get a little bit of Mizu Jones. This is time for, you know what time it is because I'm a little thirsty. I'm going to have some water in my water break. And then after I have my water, I'm going to, and you're going to have your water too right now. You know that. Hang on. not been hydrating enough today i'm very disappointed in myself i mean usually summertime city i'm usually pretty good with hydration i probably lost about nine pounds and i could be doing better but on the other side of break though i maybe will drink more water and then talk more about the royal reunion i want to tell you about the 24 7 title if i could keep up with what happened there was a lot of champions crowned and then lost uh this is the Taz show we'll be right back
All right, we're back here on the Tad Show, going over to Raw Reunion, the Raw Reunion show that they had in Tampa, Florida. We're talking about this up here a little bit. We're going to talk about the 24-7 title. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and get all of these champions down and figure this whole shit out. I mean, if I can, it was pretty wicked wild what they did. We'll talk a little bit about uh, what they did with the Lunge of Blaze um, with the 24-7 title. So I'll try and button that up for you a little bit. So uh, anyway, so I, like I said, so I, I, I gave you a, a plethora of analogies of, you know, restaurant food, old, old classic dishes to current dishes. So I think you guys are sharp enough to know what I'm saying and you get my point on all that. So I don't need to tell you that anymore, Yes, I would assume. So, okay. So the 24-7 title, I thought initially some of the stuff was was cool what they did. I thought it was entertaining. Um, if I miss one or two here, I apologize. I'm going a lot of this on memory. I wrote a couple down, but you know, I know that um, the one that popped me the most was when Pat Patterson, you know, uh, Pat Patterson ended up taking advantage and uh, of what's his name of uh, of Maverick because uh, the boogeyman scared boogeyman scared the hell out of Drake Maverick, and then Pat Patterson with his foot pinned. <laughs> Pinned uh, Maverick and uh, and won the the twenty four seven title. I, I I popped. I thought that was very funny. Um, and then we, I'm trying to remember now. We saw later on. Uh, we saw was it Briscoe? Yeah, Briscoe and Pat got into it, I believe. And then we saw Ger- Gerald Briscoe. And then it was like Briscoe ends up taking the title twenty four seven from Patterson. I right? and then we saw Briscoe run into Kelly Kelly. So it was great to see Kelly Kelly and super nice girl. And then Kelly kicked Briscoe, very weak spot, by the way. <laughs> it was just weak. But whatever, it is what it is. Uh, in, in the uh, Yambag region, uh, Briscoe got kicked in the nads, as we call it. And, um, and then the first women's champ of the 24-7 title ends up being Kelly Kelly. So, and then, as if that wasn't, this is like was the thread throughout the, sh- the bulk of the show. Candace Michelle pops up. It was great to see her. Uh, Kelly Kelly was all excited. She wanted she goes with Candace, and then she sees my other friend Melina there, uh, who now all of a sudden is a referee. Uh, it was pretty funny, a little swerve a Rooney. And next, you know, Melina's a ref now. She got the ref shirt on, and we got another twenty four seven championship change. So where Candace Michelle now has the title. And then I believe it was Alondra Blaze who ends up choking out Candace Michelle in that same segment, if memory serves me. And she now is the 24-7 champ. So now you fast forward. <sighs> it's a mouthful. Now you fast forward, and I believe where they went was when at the announce desk where Alondra Blaze went to do her, you know, the deal where her classic deal where she was going to throw the the championship in the garbage because she made a, an interesting comment. Did uh, did um, Alundra Blaze after she won it? She goes, "I'm not going to be 24 champ for for long." I thought she fucked up the line. I was like, "Wow, that was a mess up." Even the announcer sold it great. I was kind of like hook Mark Jones um, because they were. I can't remember which announcer said it, but they were like, "Wait, what does that mean?" Because I think she, I thought she screwed up a line, but then. I started thinking, I'm like, oh, I think I know what I'm going to do. And I, sure enough, I was right in my own brain. And they did it on camera later on or whatever. And there was, I saw a little trash can that was just randomly placed there behind the announce desk. And a lunge of blaze comes out. And, you know, she's about to throw it in the garbage can. 
uh, and Ted DiBiase came out, the Million Dollar Man, and buys the belt from her, which I thought was clever and funny and cute. And it wasn't done there. But I want to say something. I got to put over my man Michael Cole. Dude, if you go back and watch that segment, okay, it, I mean, I think a lot of these might have caught it. I mean, Cole did not hide it. It was very funny, the sarcasm by Cole, where um, she, <laughs> I'm laughing because I know his humor, where she, Lunge Blaze puts the trash can, I, I think she put it like on the announce desk or near the announce desk, and Michael Cole and Renee and Corey looking at the garbage can, and Michael Cole goes, that indeed is a garbage can or a trash can or something like it's like very blatant, like just like he's trust me, he's being ultra sarcastic. And then at one point she's about to throw the twenty four seven title in the trash can, and Cole goes something like again I'm paraphrasing, oh no, don't do this again. But he's like laughing, like it's so like tongue in cheek, campy. I I love campy humor, so to me it was it was funny, and I know Cole, so to me I was fucking laughing. And then you know like I said, Ted DiBiase comes out. A million dollar man still locked down that laugh Still has that laugh down And he buys the title 24-7 title From uh, Alunja Blaze And then he ends up Going into his limo Ted DiBiase And you hear some commotion and banging Who comes out of there With the title Drake Maverick So he's got the title, he's got it again And then everybody's chasing him around the ring So I think they went into that Into doing the uh, the in ring where Rick Mick Foley was in the ring and that's and he the talent came running by Drake Maverick and Mick's like I'm gonna get my hands on you Drake all the talents chasing you know Maverick it was it was entertaining and then uh, and that's when they did a lights gimmick and that's when we saw the Bray Wyatt deal with the mandible claw Mick Foley which I mentioned before so I just want to say like all of that stuff like the thread of the twenty four seven title throughout the show. And intertwining segments and stories and stuff That is difficult writing You know, I'll be the first to say a lot of times Like, I don't I don't believe Like, I'm from the world where you My success as a professional wrestler An in-ring competitor There were no writers There was one writer that was the booker He decided who was over And the kind of theme of what your character was Or maybe your promo was I mean, my success in ECW was Just taking direction from Paul Heyman And him and I would spitball Concepts and Paul was the same Way with most of the ECW talent that were getting Pushed not just me so that's How it was I mean the top guys in WWE my time in WWE they Dealt with directly with Vince for the most part That was it and every once in a while They did with a writer here and there but you know wasn't 40 writers you know and So I'm one of those old school Guys where I don't think you need a plethora Of writers that's the one thing I liked about TNA My time in TNA we had a guy Matt Conway he was the writer and you know, besides the, the head writer who Whoever it may be, maybe it was Bruce Pritchett Maybe it was Vince Russo, whoever it may be But Matt Conway, Conway was the consistent like main writer He was just one guy and he was a real chill guy And a smart guy um, And and so I it was, wasn't overdone in TNA I have to be honest, I thought that was cool Now, the reason why I'm bringing up writers is This show last night and these segments and all the talent from past to current, you need a lot of writers. You need a lot of bodies to put these segments together and put these things on paper. And, dude, because this shit was like just, uh, you know, it was crazy. I mean, there was a lot in this show. Super, super, super busy. Seriously. So, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I um, f- for the most part, I mean, like I said, the entertainment value was there. 
like I said, I know a lot of people are down on the fact of, oh, by the way, I didn't mention Eric Bischoff. I should have mentioned Bischoff. I just had a note, uh, thing on my paper, EB. Um, <laughs> he appeared on the show, if you didn't see it, which was cool. He had a, he had a quick liner and um, and basically saying to Maria Canellas uh, something like, I, I don't remember his exact line, something like, yeah, maybe if you thought about going to SmackDown like that, it was pretty funny. So, so they're placating to the inside fan, the hardcore fan, the internet wrestling community. Of course, the average fan is like, oh, I remember this guy, Eric Bischoff. I remember him from Nitro. Oh, all right, cool. What does he mean about SmackDown? Why? So, again, inside baseball. But it shows it, the company is placating to the inside fan. And, you know, it, it is. I mean, with a lot of stuff. And and the mindset is if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. If you're a casual fan, you don't know. You might just remember Eric Bischoff. You might just think, oh, well, I remember him. And, wow, he must just like SmackDown. <laughs> right? Because think about it. Most of you listen to me right now are more internet wrestling community fans, IWC, or hardcore fans, as you guys were called back in the day. Whatever you want to call it, smart fans, smart marks, smarks, whatever fucking gimmick moniker you guys have this week, I don't give a shit. That's great. Point is, you know, <laughs> it there is definitely placating to you, that fan. My point is most of you people listen to me are hardcore fans. You're fans that have been fans for a long time or you're reading insider websites or dirt sheets, whatever you want to call them. Because you want more wrestling content information, you're into New Japan, you're into TNA, you're into Ring of Honor, you're into whatever AEW is going to bring to the table, you're into that. You know what I mean? So you're into it, you know? So you know what the company means when they have Eric Bischoff say, hey, maybe you guys should go to SmackDown. You know, but the casual fan has no clue. So that fan that I'm saying they're trying to hook the fan that is going to the restaurant because they heard they're going to serve some of those classic entrees they haven't served in a long time, and Eric Bischoff's one of those classic entrees. And then they see maybe a younger, newer talent there, like a Sami Zayn. You know, maybe I'm saying he's newer, younger, because he's younger and newer than people that are from yesteryear. So now the casual, that casual fan or from old school, it's like, oh, this guy, Sami Zayn, he seems pretty cool. Oh, man, he just disrespected all these people in catering. Oh, wow, now Rey Mysterio is going to whoop his ass? Oh, I got to watch this. I mean, you know, so you, you, it's, it's bringing you to the table. So I'm giving you a different, different optimistic look at it than maybe a lot of folks are going to give. It's easy to come out here and say, hey, look it. You know, they, they didn't do this right. They should have had... You know, uh, they, they should have had uh, the younger talent. They shouldn't have Boogeyman scaring Drake Maverick. You know, Boogeyman scaring Drake Maverick, and then Drake Maverick should hit him in the back with a chair and 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 throw some, his worms on him and run away so he gets over on him. I'm just giving that maybe a bad example. I think you get my drift. You know, they, you, know you, you shouldn't have, uh, you know, you, you should have, um, you know, maybe you shouldn't have had all the different, Legends win, get different chances to become 24 7 champ for a second. So maybe that was overdone, even though if you think about it, they circled back around and got it back on the other guy, right? So, you know, I, I, you know I, I'm just saying. So it's like there, I, I don't think that, um, I don't think it's as bad as some people think. I really don't. And I'm just trying to look at it how the glass can be half full. 
It doesn't always have to be half empty. I had somebody on Twitter after the last episode of the podcast say to me, um, and I don't remember the guy's name, but said something like, wow, you know, lately you've been really positive about WWE and putting him over or whatever the person said. And I'm like, well, that's odd that someone would say that. I mean, am I supposed to be angry and just be negative and just, I mean, at times I, I do get it. Because I'm passionate, I do. I don't want my intelligence insulted, and I, I will get angry, and I'll give a hard critique. I don't feel I bash. I feel that I try to give a critique, and at times, and you guys know, I catch myself and I laugh because it's like I'm giving free, like consulting advice, which I got. I can't keep doing. <laughs> it's just bad business for me, to be frank. I wasn't even invited. I mean, to this thing. So what? What? what I have no dog in the fight. What am I gaining by putting them over? You know what I mean? Like I'm not even invited. They did SmackDown 1000. I wasn't invited. I was at SmackDown 900 to tape something for the ECW special panel show, and I wasn't even on the SmackDown 900, and I called most of the SmackDowns as a commentator. So it's not exactly like, you know, WWE is embracing me, but I'm just trying to give you a different slant on things here. I, you know, So if you want to tweet me and say, oh, wow, it seems like you're being really positive towards WWE, I'm just trying to give you a different viewpoint of these are smart people they know what they're doing they wanted to and they did they succeeded in what they wanted to do they wanted to pop a number they knew it a lot of people knew going into this that they were they were looking to do that and they're, they're not hiding what they're trying to do they should try to pop a number they should try to pop, and they did they did you know really you know you know averaging averaging a 3-0 almost a 3-1 is good real good great great you know, I mean, so, uh, and that's, I'm just, I just clicked on to PW Inside Dave Shearer had. So just so I read you the exact sentence that he had here, which is because he's big into the ratings. He, for years, he does this. Uh, the 722, July 22nd edition of Raw brought in uh, 3,093,000 overnight viewers for the Raw reunion themed episode. Way up from last week's 2-4 uh, overnight viewers. Yeah, there you go. This was the highest overnight audience this year. See, that's a gigantic win. So now you're thinking, okay, great. So what? Do you, do you really think, does, I, I mean, rhetorical question, do you really think that the number is going to drop back down to a 2-4 next week? Because last week they, they were at 2-4, their average. Do you think it's going to go drop that much to a 2-4? No. Is it going to, is it going to be a 3-0 or 3-1? No. But I predict it's a 2-8. How about that? 2-8. That may be a little... That might be a little too hopeful high for them. Maybe a little lower. Maybe 2-7. I strongly doubt that it's a 2-4 or, or, or beyond as the average, as the, the overnights we're talking about. Okay, my point is they're they're gonna now they want to try to sustain them. Now I think in a perfect world, obviously WWE is hoping that hey we hit let's just call this number this average of three one because it's 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 three oh nine three so we'll say it's a three one. So hey we did an average overnight of three one. This is fucking awesome. Now let's get them all back next week. Yeah, I, that's a little too ambitious. I don't think that's gonna happen. I hope it does. I really do for them. I hope it does. I don't think it's gonna happen though. But you never know. It might. I'm just trying to give you a little bit of a different view going through the different elements that they had on their show last night. 
I was highly entertained. Did I love the show? No. For me, it was not just going down memory lane, but it was a lane that with a lot of these people that were on the show, I lived. I wrestled or commentated on or hung out in the locker room or drove with or you know what I mean? So for me, I, I you know, it was really cool to see. I mean, I, I mean, I'm obviously teasing when I'm crying at the top of this podcast, you know, oh, you guys didn't have me to, you know, I'm joking. I mean, I trust me, I didn't lose sleep over it. Um, but it was, um, you know, it would have been cool to be back there to see a lot of the talent. I mean, guys that I haven't seen in a long time, it would have been great to see, you know, um, um, it really would have been. It really, I haven't seen Hulk Hogan in a long time. I always got along great with Hulk. I saw Rikishi at Starcast. I saw Ron Simmons there too, and Booker T. Always got along great with those guys. So it would have been great to see them again. I haven't seen them since I was in Vegas you know, weeks ago. Kurt Angle haven't seen him for like forever. Uh, the Godfather, I love, I love him, and I haven't seen him in ages or talked to him. It would have been great to see him. I would have been great to see a lot of these guys, man. It really would have been. I mean, seriously, it would have been great to see a lot of them. I mean. You know, I mean, Steve Austin, I haven't seen in forever. You know, I mean, I, you know, I, I consider Steve a friend, you know. So, you know what, man? It's like, it is what it is. I wasn't invited. I'm not losing sleep over it. I understand. I'm on the outside. It's all good. And I'm, I'm giving myself the benefit of the doubt that I was never really looked at as a raw guy. If they do a SmackDown reunion show, I think I got a good shot to be invited. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> I swear to you, I was so close to tweeting out last night. I talked to my social media team. I was so close to tweeting out last night a um, a photo of like one of those gif guy gifs of like a guy. I don't remember the actor's name. It was from like a movie looking through a window and it's raining and he's like looking through the window and like whatever. There was a party on the other side. Like he's on the outside looking in. Like I wanted to tweet that so bad. I want to say this is me watching this Raw reunion show. You know, like I thought a lot of you guys would have got a kick out of it. Instead, I tweeted out a picture of my son. So, uh, which I don't normally do. So him working out in the gym. I was a proud papa. You know, showing you that uh, this kid. You know, he works out hard. He's 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 a judoka. He plays judo, and you know, and his you know all his tenure throughout. Uh, being a top-ranked lacrosse player at a high school in the country, and uh, being a Division One lacrosse player in college for the past couple of years, and you know, and I and he works out hard. So yeah, I pumped out a picture of him, and a lot of people had a, a ton of nice things to say about him. And you no, know, he's not training right now to be a pro wrestler. So a lot, I'll answer that question here. Um, <laughs> um, maybe one day, I don't know. I mean, that's his call. It's his life. You know, when you're 20 years old, or you know, it's, it's your life. You got to start taking control of your life. So if he, you know, if he wants to be a pro wrestler, I know some people that could help him train. Um, but I, you know, that's his call. I can't, I can't speak on that. That that's up to him. I mean, but. No, so for those that are thinking he's trained to be a pro wrestler, no, he's an athlete. Oh, he's been an athlete his whole life, um, but um, you know, and he's going into different facets of making money uh, as he's a young adult right now at twenty. You know, he's still, you know, most of you guys are maybe you're younger than twenty or just about twenty, or I would assume a, a good chunk of you are older than twenty. So you remember when you were twenty, then you got to figure things out, you know. So, um, but um, yeah, so we're very proud of him, my wife and I, and and I just wanted to share that picture on Twitter, which I don't normally do. So um, we kept the pin to the Twitter account for a day or two. So like you'll see it on there. He's in there working out. I think he's doing some dumbbell curls or something. And a lot of people said to me, oh, shit, 
he's using dumbbells that are orange and black. I didn't realize that, to be honest. That's not like a home gym. That's one of the gyms on Long Island he trains at. I don't train with him. I, I didn't take that picture of him. Um, one of his friends that was training with him took the picture. So, But anyway, so that's the deal on that. So uh, enough of that. Uh, and that's that. How about that? A lot of that's in that, that, that's that. Exactly. So there you have it. Look, I uh, hope you guys uh, love this edition of the Taz Show. I love doing it for you. You know that. We're going to do our Taz Hall this week towards the end of the week. So your best bet, if you don't follow me on Instagram, Taz Talk, T-A-Z-T-A-L-K, that's where you can drop once we put the notice out for Taz Hall. And we'll do some more Big Brother stuff at the Taz Hall Because Big Brother's heating up bitches So we'll do that in Taz Hall too Along with a bunch of wrestling questions Alright guys, thank you for downloading the show And subscribing, I appreciate that I'm Taz, you're not, adios and when I'm back at home, it never feels the same Cause we've been doing our own thing Trying to stay up I wanna go back to days with no